0: <laughs> ah,
1: Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. Philly's back in charge, baby. I got Diamond Dave with me. We got a very, very special guest this time around. He is the assistant coach for our New England Free Jacks. His name is Mike Rogers. Mike, how the hell are you?
2: Uh, mate, I'm awesome. I've just spent the day at uh, Cam Davidovitz's farm, um, being entertained by uh, the Kentish, uh, sorry, the Bedford boys. And, okay. Um, mate, it's mate, it's been a um, been an awesome afternoon so yeah fantastic stuff
1: I saw some firearms were in play there you guys were uh, shooting some skeet I believe is that what was going on there
2: yeah there was lots happening so when we first got there we were shooting some geese we didn't have a lot of success for that with that so um we headed to the back of the farm and um yeah we did a bit of clay bird shooting and nice. a bit of beginner's luck and then got um progressively worse so I probably should have stopped after <laughs> the first rounds
1: there you go There you go, very good, very good. We do have some questions for you here. Uh, It's been a great season so far. The boys have an opportunity to break their regular season win total record against Houston this weekend. 14 wins would be the record right now. We're tied with 13. What have been your overall thoughts of the season?
2: Um, Probably a bit slow to get started. So I'm probably underestimated the impact of having about 16 new players come onto the roster. a lot of that not really intentional from our end and it probably took us five or six weeks into the season to really get going and that was probably a little bit frustrating for fans and and also for the players and us so um but yeah the back end of the season uh, has been you know i think the toronto game away was the kind of start and we've been on a bit of a roll since then which has been really pleasing but my under no illusions that um yeah houston's a big challenge this week they're a good side they beat us in pre-season so we're looking forward to um giving them a bit of a
1: shakeup. Absolutely. I was there at the preseason game. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on in my questions here. But I wanted to ask you about this past weekend. I was there in Seattle with Caitlin. You know, Colonel Kenny Barber was there. Just a lot of other friends and family of Free Jacks players were there as well. Um, In terms of Seattle, uh, do you think that's – was that kind of like a dress rehearsal perhaps for the, uh, the, the finals in Chicago? What were your takeaways from that epic battle against Seattle?
2: Um, I have to take my head off to our strength and conditioning team, so that they put together the plan for us around our travel, and we went earlier, we trained earlier on the on the uh, two days before the game, so we could get the flight there, um, how they mapped out the whole weekend in terms of what we had to do to prepare, uh, it was a late game, so 7.30pm kickoff, which was obviously 10 thirty pm Eastern, which was challenging, mm-hmm. um, but they did an outstanding job, and we learned a lot from going to San Diego in the, earlier in the season, and we really struggled with that travel, and the and a time difference stuff. So I think from that, in that regard, it was really good to see more around the impact on our players of travel and mm-hmm. time difference. And I think that, and that, you know, certainly, whilst the impact is less going to Chicago, it's still significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just in terms of how we prepared for the week, obviously quite a few changes to the team. That was intentional to ensure that the majority of the roster has played in the last uh, two um, regular season games. Mm -hmm. And then um, the good thing is going into that game, we had a fair idea around who our top 15 was. And coming out of that game, now we have no idea. So (laughs) that's a really really good position to be in. eh? So
1: those boys
0: really stood up. Those are the kind of problems you want to have.
1: Amen, exactly. Hashtag competitive mofos, as uh, uh, Scott Scott would say. Uh, Let's talk about Will Webster for a second. This is a guy that was brought in uh, in the off-season uh, as a pickup for an additional uh, assistant coach, right? What makes him so good at what he does?
2: Um, Will's a real – like, Will's a young coach, but he's a real student of the game. So he watches mm-hmm. a huge amount of rugby. And he's really analytical in terms of his detail. He's quite different to me in that regard. Like I think he's a really good foil for the, the other two of us in terms of you – and know, we've all got our different strengths and weaknesses. So I think he really complements squad and I. Uh, he's got the line-out functioning really well, um, the scrum as well. I think we're the top scrum in the in the league, or very close to it, in terms of um, yeah. top quality ball and penalties won. So you know, he's done an outstanding job. Um, and the crazy thing is, he's, he's young, early thirties in terms of coaching um, age, and you know, he's going to be a really good coach in the future. And yeah, it's been awesome having him here. So it's freed me up to do more on the culture stuff and um, pick up another portfolio in terms of looking after the kicking game, which which I'm enjoying heaps. So. Um, I think, yeah, it's a really good balance, that's for sure.
1: I agree. You know, we talked to Coach Matthew about him. and We've also had him on the show. He's going to be on the show, I believe, next week as well. Super excited to talk to him. I think he's been just fantastic addition to the, the coaching staff. As Everybody has said that as well. Um, it was announced months back that you'll be taking over as head coach of the NPC team, Matawatu, uh, the Turbos down there in New Zealand. Since then, Waka and JP have been announced as signings for the upcoming season. Can we expect more Jacks down there for the NPC season? <laughs> um no comment ah come on (laughs) you don't have to tell Uh, us specifically but you know probably some other guys heading down there right coach
2: yeah there there are some other guys going to new zealand um there might be one or two coming our way as well okay Um, i think it's 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 a really big push from the free jacks to get our players playing year round so if we can have them playing here for six months Mm -hmm. in new zealand for three months then we start building out a nine-month season which is really what players need to get better so And there will be some, there will be some players from the Free Jacks coming out and playing for our second team and training with the first team, which is an awesome development opportunity. And then That's obviously awesome. alongside JP and Wax and and maybe there might be one more. I'm not sure yet.
1: Okay, very good news. Mm-hmm. Very excited to hear that. Is there an official strategic partnership coming uh, that we've got? We've heard Bozo say, uh, call them the Turbo Jacks. Is there any <laughs> truth to that?
2: um yeah there is so we are forming a strategic partnership which is
1: um yes which is i'm probably talking out of turn here so i'll probably Uh (laughs) Um, breaking news ladies and gentlemen no go ahead
2: yeah but the the reality is it's in the best interest of the free jacks for that not to be exclusive so the free jacks are working on partnerships with other npc teams as well sure and i'm all over that Um, we are sharing some resources so our um Analyst Colton's coming out to one or two for the season, and, and the it. assistant SNC coach Ricky's coming as well. Great! So being able to do that in terms of sharing stuff and making them full time, twelve months a year, is a, a massive advantage for both organisations. So
0: absolutely.
2: Um, and mate, I love the Free Jacks. I'm gutted that I can't come back next year, um, but the, the great thing is, you know, we've formed a whole bunch of friendships and and relationships here. So. I'm sure that'll benefit the Jacks in the future and, and obviously benefit Manor to Rugby as well.
1: Absolutely. Cannot wait. For you meeting me all
2: answer. the hard questions tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I will say this it would be a dream come true. I know Bozo kind of mentioned this in our Outriders chat. Wouldn't it be great if we came down there to visit you guys at Manawatu with the uh, with the Free Jacks connection down there to see some of the games in the NPC that would be unreal maybe if, uh, Delta the sponsor of the Free Jacks can hook us up that'd be fantastic <laughs> appreciate that well, I think we, uh,
2: Delta's releasing flights to Auckland from September so um, there, you there you go surely Delta's right. going to hook us up Nancy's a lovely lady I'm sure she can pull a few strings
1: Fantastic. Hopefully we'll see you down there, coach. Uh, My final question here, we've got another finals preview coming up with Houston coming to town. What was your takeaways from that encounter? I was obviously down there as well with you guys uh, for the preseason game. What was your takeaways from that Houston preseason encounter?
2: They're definitely the the biggest and most physical team in the MLR, Um, typical South African team in terms of the way they go about their work, so Mm
0: -hmm. they're
2: more from most lineouts and they're really direct in terms of their attack. Uh, the thing I think that's been most impressive about them as the season's gone on is they've developed an ability to score from unstructured play, uh, similar to what we call home runs, so tries from kick returns and, and turnover attack. And they've really improved that as the year's gone on, and now a really high percentage of their tries are coming from that. So that poses challenges. So not only do you have to deal with their physicality and their maul, we also have to be ultra chemical in terms of our exit players, and when we've got the ball to not just hand them know, free opportunities to get down and score at the other end. So um, I think that a lot of people don't really rate their chances in terms of the Western Conference, but I think um, they're one team that could, you know, win two games in a row in the playoffs and, and end yeah, up in Chicago.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. They could play play spoilers and upsetters for sure. They are very physical, as we saw down there. They they like to bully teams around, and and we saw a little bit of that, unfortunately, a little bit uh, with the Free Jacks. Kind of took control in the second half of that game, but the first half looked not so great. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's my questions there, Mike. I appreciate you. I'll let Dave take over. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, I'll give you a break from the tough questions, Mike, because I got all the fun questions (laughs) lined up for you. Uh, I'm first,
2: watch his sure What
0: <laughs> This weekend's most important event uh starts on Saturday the Golden Oldies Club, where we'll have a, uh, I think, seven or eight at least, uh, old boys and old girls teams from New England competing, um, for a very real, very big trophy. Wheelsy sent out a picture to all the teams today, and uh, I'm I can't wait. Chris is playing in it, I'm playing in it. If you were playing in an Old Boys tournament, what position would you play and how long do you think you would keep going? You got a full 80 in you? This is Old Boys, so, you know, we're not talking about throwing you into an MLR game.
2: Um, I played in the front row all my life, but if I was going to play – well, not all my life, but definitely all my adult life. um, If I was going to play though, I'd love to play in the backs. And um, as Scott Matthew will attest to, I really rate my kicking game. uh, So I'd have to play number 10
0: excellent i like that you think you're going all 80 you playing the whole match
2: no i think maybe like a late cameo come on with 20 to go and shake the game up a little bit love it Uh,
0: that's the that's the way to do it i always love coming on 20 25 minutes yeah this is gonna be fun um any coaching advice we're playing 10s right so 10 aside it's not quite 7s what do you think? How I, I put our team together, so I kind of have to bring a game plan on Saturday and tell these guys how we're going to punch up against Mystic and all these all these big boy teams.
2: I think the interesting thing about 10s, having coached it quite a bit, is um, it's actually a lot more like 15s than it is 7s. So a lot of people think, oh, it's way more like 7s in terms of there's lots of space. But the reality is there's 10 players on their feet most of the time, and it's, it becomes really physical and quite structured. So. I think maybe the advice is to kick a little bit more and force him to run a little bit more would be be my take on it
0: excellent we're gonna have a very good kicker on our team my buddy jerry Keneally, who i played with for years and years will be there and he is uh you know a laser of a boot and plays 10 and 15 so we might be able to put that into practice i'll let you know how it goes uh the drink up is at vitamin c your personal sponsor if that sponsorship (laughs) still stands What's your favorite thing about the place or a favorite beer? Talk them up a little bit.
2: Um, I think Vitamin C is the best um, craft brewery uh, without a doubt in Boston or maybe the whole of New England. Um, Dino and the, and the gang there are awesome. Um, I'm not sure if my personal sponsorship still stands because we were there a couple of weeks ago and slewed McDowell had a little bit of a problem with his um control, I guess, self-control is maybe the best way of looking at it, and <laughs> him, himself and the Piers Paridi Peridi uh, were up to all sorts of no good and had to be <laughs> taken home by uh, General Manager Tom kindly pretty early in the evening, so I'd say Dino's probably reviewing the sponsorship right now, but just in case it is still on, I love you guys, uh, the new beers that you bring out, in particular the Hazies, um, yeah, mate, best, best beers going round and a really good vibe there.
0: That's great. Well, they'll have a few dozen old boys hanging around Saturday night around 6 o'clock, so should be a good time. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> you talked with Phil earlier a little bit about NPC, and you're, you're head, heading back to New Zealand with the turbos. Uh, some of the players are going down. Many players play in NPC, like you said, various teams, not just the turbos, but all around. Uh, when those players make that transition, for the ones who are doing it for the first time, What's something for them that's going to be similar to life with the Free Jacks and in the MLR and what's something that's going to be different?
2: Um, I think where we're at now in terms of the Free Jacks, what will be really similar is the way that we run our weeks, the professionalism around the environment will be virtually the same. Um, there, there wouldn't be a discernible difference between the two, which is a um, you know, huge credit to TK and the gang around the way that we've managed to uh, set, this, set the club up here. I think the... The area that they'll definitely struggle with to start with is just the speed of the game. So the skill level is higher, the rock speed is faster. Um, I think the physicality is, uh, is still a bit more in the NPC than, than MLR. But then again, you have games that are a little bit slow here that are really physical. So I think definitely the, um, the speed of the game will be the most most noticeable difference. Um, and the fact that you know 1 to 15 are generally all really high skill level. So um, it's a little bit different in that regard. But... Yeah, would like to be honest with you, I think where the free jacks and the top teams are in MLR would be competitive, I think in the kind of bottom half of the table in the NPC now.
0: Yeah, I would love to see that someday. That's a bit of a pipe dream, but would be really cool to see some of these uh teams yeah, go head to head. Um if is there a player, a non free jacks player, who if you could you would snag and bring with you down there?
2: A non free jacks player to come to yeah. free jacks. Uh, to
0: To go to the turbo either to the Free Jacks or down down for MPC to the Turbos.
2: Um I think in terms of MLR players, one player that I really admire his work is Johan Momsen from Atlanta. Yes. Um like I think he's a player that would excel in New Zealand. He's a he's a big boy but he's athletic and he can play lock and six. Um yeah, there's not actually not that, that many of that type of player in New Zealand right now. So uh, he'd be one guy if I had um if I had a, a pretty decent budget, that's who I'd be going for
0: excellent that's a great pick I'm a, I'm a i'm a Momsen fan i love i love those high skill second row guys i just think it's such a cool niche for players to fill to be able to do that all those jobs out there
2: yeah i'm not sure how it would go with slade though they've had a little bit of a running battle in our games so we'll have to yeah. sit them down and have a bit of a make-up type session
0: yeah a couple of hard edges hitting each other right um <laughs> Absolutely. The Free Jacks have just about sold out Veterans Memorial Stadium for the match on Sunday. There are ticket, there are a few tickets left in the Brigade, the Lantern Suites, and standing room, but the stands are going to be pretty much packed. How does a big crowd like that impact match day and impact the team?
2: Um, I think there's two parts to this. Say so the first part is we can literally see in front of our eyes the growth of the support for the team like it's happening. Like it's undeniable, you know, we've moved from last year an average crowd of 2,000 or just below that to now being 3,000 or more. And are talking, you know, maybe we might get to 4,000 or even a bit more than that for this game, which would be phenomenal. And um, that definitely has an impact on the team because we just know there's going to be a big crowd there every game now. And that's, that's awesome. And the players are really excited about being back at home and getting amongst it. Um, I think in terms of game day, there's nothing better than when we're warming up and the and the uh, stadiums filling and the people are really interested in the warm up, so they all stand behind the posts. Um, people are taking photos, they're yelling out to players. Like it's got a really, it's got a real cool, um, intimate type feel to it at that point. So um, I know the boys really, really enjoy that, and you can see them get looking up and and um, you know getting really excited about about uh, playing in front of a, a big crowd like that. I think what's really cool about M.L.R. is like, there aren't very many travelling. Like, we're really fortunate that we have great travelling fans, um, yeah. but most teams don't have any. And um, so you literally rock up to veterans on Sunday and you've got 4,000 people just cheering for us. There's no people cheering for the opposition. If there is, it's, you know, a couple, two or three people and they're going to yeah. get drowned out. So that's quite unique to MLRA. So in most other countries, because the game's more established, people have moved from wherever they lived. If they'd like, if their original team's are playing in the town that they're... That they're now living in. They'll go along and support their team. You've also got larger groups of travelling fans, so um, it's a pretty awesome environment to play in, and a pretty hostile, I not imagine, for um Houston coming up here as well.
0: Excellent. We like it that way. We have a good time, Absolutely. but we like to give yeah. uh, we like to give them yeah. a hard time too.
2: And there's mate, there's nothing like people from um, from Boston when it comes to supporting their teams. I've never experienced anything like it, like the heckling, the chants, <laughs> um, like. The abuse. That's um. That's great
0: stuff. Yeah, those those harsh New England winters make you, you know, everybody's bitter. Everybody's you know ready to ready to be angry. It's good. It makes for a particular kind of sports fan. <laughs> um, the Free Jacks have been playing a really creative and really exciting brand of rugby, um, including some really interesting things like thirteen man lineouts. Have there been any ideas that were a little too creative? Something that ultimately was just too risky to see out there on the pitch that you want that you can share with us? My one of my friends always wanted to run a 15-man line out. He was like, the entire well, 14. The entire team. He's like, just put everybody in there but the hooker. Just everybody in there.
2: <laughs> oh, it's really interesting that you say that, because we've debated that one. So we call the uh a 12-man line out with the with the nine and. The Deadly Dozen is the name of the play. And um, we've talked about running a 15-man line-out with a breakout off it because ultimately they'll probably put in 12 or 13 guys themselves. They won't have anyone left to defend. And if we could break out faster than they could, I think that would be awesome. But it's definitely high risk because if if the ball goes over the back of the line-out,
0: they're
2: scoring a a (laughs) try at the other end. So there's no insurance policy. Um, But you never know. You might see that one this weekend.
0: All right. I love it. Uh, if you were coaching the Barbarians or a similar showcase team, what would you do to put like the Mike Rogers stamp on that match day? Would it be one of those lineout plays, something different? When there's, you know, when you don't have to worry about the high risk because ultimately it's just for fun, it's just for the fans. What is? What would you do?
2: um That's a really good question actually because I'm a bit more of a defense guy than attack, but certainly love special lineouts. Always been a fan. I don't really understand why we would worry about going five phases to score a try if we could score a try in, in one phase. Like it doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense to a, a layman like myself. Um, I think we could be creative around some defence stuff, like emptying rucks, stacking defenders in p- different parts of the field, um, putting players back in the backfield if we think we're going to kick. Like yeah. Because ult- ultimately there's no there's no cost, right? So we can actually play around with seeing if some things work, which is probably the biggest challenge in pro rugby is, Yeah, like it it, it definitely favors conservatism rather than people who are really courageous. So it would be awesome to to coach in a game like that.
0: Excellent. Well, best of luck. I hope uh, I hope you get a chance before too long. This has been really fun, Mike. It's always great to talk to you. I'm going to give it back to Phil, uh, but thank you for coming. It's been wonderful to chat. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Uh, so I just got an update from our one of our good friends, uh, Ranger Payne, who's been like tracking yes. the sellout numbers. And we're like 32 away from having the all of the sections filled up. So we're like 32 tickets away. So it's, it's happening, guys. I mean, we're still a couple of days away from the actual event, and that's not even counting walk-ups. So it should be a technical sellout at Fort Quincy, which is going to be amazing. Such a good time. We might even break the obviously we're going to break the attendance record if we can get more than four thousand. That would be huge for Free Jacks out there. But uh, Mike, I wanted to ask you to speak directly to the Free Jacks fans, the Rangers out there. What do you have to say to, to them ahead of this Houston game?
2: uh first thing is thank you, thank you to everybody for I guess taking a gamble on us. So for most people that come along and watch the Free Jacks play, it's often their first experience with rugby. Yep. And, um, you know, people are coming away, they're buzzing, the team's performing well, the entertainment before and after is fantastic. It's cheap beers and, and really good times. So um, thank you for taking a, a, a massive punt on, you know, a new professional sports team in Boston. Um, mm. we, we really do love that. Uh, the second thing is um, I reckon we can crank up the volume even more in the, in the crowd. So Hell yeah. I guess my, my challenge for you guys is when there's a huzzah going, we get into that, and when there's a chant going or a song going, Uh, we're into it um, because I tell you what that's what really gets the boys going is is feeling that support it could be the hold the line chant or whatever you know that definitely um, helps us it goes a long way to getting a shutout in games so yeah we we love you guys and, and get amongst it
1: love that uh for sure it, it definitely seems like it's everything's been building up to this moment right so uh, we're, we're playing really good rugby on the pitch and also in the stands this was a pretty, pretty good chance and you know we're getting pretty loud here um your expectations will be exceeded says bozo he did want to throw in here his 538 Bronco time is that decent for an old boy
2: right that's outstanding I think I'd be something like 738 right now so you're doing really <laughs> well man
1: there you go. I was saying Bond's probably around eight or nine for sure at this point. Dave, your your mic is uh you're off. You're, 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 there you, there I was talking go.
0: to friends about that, about Bozo's time specifically, having to he's play it. It, I'll be, I'm playing against Bozo in the first game. We're both it's propping. True. And I was like, This guy's gonna this guy's gonna murder me. I don't think I could finish a Bronco and he's running <laughs> a, like he's running him in under six minutes. It's gonna be Hilarious. it's gonna be brutal, but it'll be a uh, for sure. It'll be a good day. Mike, the newest development with the huzzahs, I don't know. It just happened the last couple matches. The kids are coming down now. So we're having all the kids. The kids in the section are coming down and, like, spreading out and, like, helping lead it. So that's our new thing to try to get even more of the crowd into it. We're having, you know, inviting all the kids to come down each time and huzzah.
1: We're raising them right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So this is my challenge to all the folks out there uh, that may not be familiar with the chants. All you have to do is listen carefully or come up and ask us what we're chanting and bring it to your sections. It can't just be five, six, and seven that's doing this. We want the whole damn Fort Quincy doing the chants. They're not complicated. You just got to, it's really quick to learn and just shout your freaking lungs out. The the whole challenge is you should sound like me on a Monday after the game, which is you can barely understand what I'm saying because my voice is so raspy. So, yeah, that's what the challenge I'm throwing down to everybody. We're coming to the playoff time. It's time to get off of your ass in the stands and start yelling. That's what I'm saying. Okay, with that being said, I got one word to exit the video in three, two, one. huzzah, Huzzah! Huzzah! Woo!